0: Welcome, everybody, to Adventures Weekly. Lovely to have you here with me. Or should I say, hello from Thredbo. Yes, I am in Thredbo, which is one of the alpine resorts in the Snowy Mountains in Australia. I'm not usually here at this time of year. I'm usually overseas. And actually, right now, a lot of us would be in Tokyo for the 2020 Olympics. So this week, we will be celebrating everything Olympics. I don't actually have a specific guest because I thought we'd have a look back at some of the interviews that I did post-London and also in the lead-up to Rio and post-Rio in the hope that we might be able to do the Tokyo 2020 Olympics this time next year. Very excited. In the previously on as well, make sure you remember that because we will be going to the news segment in just a second. A shout-out to my family who I've kicked out of, of... of our little apartment so that I can do this show for you all. So a big thanks to them. And uh, we'll kick it straight off into our first segment. Sailing news in 60 seconds-ish. Sailing news in 60 seconds, as I mentioned in the previous Leon, Terry Hutchinson and American Magic are the first challenger for the next America's Cup to get out on the water in New Zealand. Fantastic to see. Speaking of New Zealand, the America's Cup, The limitations for super yachts entering New Zealand have been published. You must be using a local boat harbour. There's more information online. Make sure you Google it. And rebuilding or refurbishing your yacht yacht in excess of $50,000 New Zealand if you want to bring your yacht in, basically. So they're saying if you've got an excuse to help our economy, sure, bring your yacht on in. Otherwise too bad. Hamilton Island 2020 has been cancelled following Sydney being announced as a hotspot by the Queenslanders. The borders now shut and that event will not continue on this year as we thought. Airlie Beach Race Week is apparently still going ahead. A big shout out to all of my friends in the UK and fellow Royal Ocean Racing Club members. It looks like the Round the Island Race that is around the Isle of Wight, should have taken part this weekend. So we'll be keeping our eyes peeled on how that will pro- progress. And as I said in the intro, it should have been Tokyo 2020 this week. I wish we were there, but we can't be. And uh, I just wanted to say at this time as well, a big thanks to my sister for making me a mask. I hope you are all wearing yours. And I will have some Sailor Girl masks coming too for our supporters very, very soon. Let's kick off the show now with the medal maker himself, Victor Kovalenko. He's responsible for a bronze before he helped out with the Australian sailing team. That was with Ukraine and, and that was in the 470. Then dual golds in men and women in the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. Then dual gold. In the 470 in 2008 Olympics, a gold in 2012 to the men in the 470. And then, of course, a silver in Rio. There'll be more coming from Matt Belcher, and we'll run a little later in the show, but here's the medal maker, Victor Kovlenko. All right, here we go. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl at the Middle Harbour Yacht Club after the first announcement for some Australian sailors that have been doing very well this year. They've secured their spot for the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Victor, the start of, you know, another step of the journey.
1: This is not the start, this is just one more step, one more step, step. and uh, they are great sailors and all of them, they definitely deserve to be there. And a lot of people around, they know this one because all of us, we were supporting them for years and years and we uh, we were very happy with their top results and we were a little bit sad with their failure sometimes mm-hmm. but we knew that every failure bring make them stronger and make, make them more experienced and now they are very close to their boats which will bring them a good speed to reach their goals
0: yeah and uh, and now the the olympic Journey. I guess they've got to work so hard just to even tick that box of getting to the Olympics, and then the the ability to get there and to and to win a medal as well is a whole other ball game.
1: Yeah, this is not only to tick the the boxes, but this mm. is also next level of confidence, yeah. next level uh, of confirmation that they are on the right track and they are they are moving in the right direction. Mm because the early nomination, this is indication of their talents, their commitments and their professionalism. Mm.
0: And and for you personally, you've been working really closely with Matt and Will, and you've worked with Matt on the the prior Olympics, and you worked with Malcolm Page with Matt and Malcolm and Nathan prior to that. Is it really nice to have watched that, that journey develop with the Male 470?
1: Absolutely, like, absolutely, like... It was very difficult for Will to step in in the shoes of our greatest sailor, of Malcolm Page, two Olympic golds, six times world champion, and many, many times winners of all regattas. But Will was always next to him, next to him in the boat, next to him in the dining room, next (laughs) to him in the gym, and he was absorbing all of his philosophies, all of his knowledge and his spirit. And now he is outstanding sailor himself. And uh, he is world champion every year. He is winner of test event every year. He won all regattas in Rio. And they are, they are on the track. That's it's interesting, because
0: I think some people often say Will is Matt's new partner in the 470, but I think he lost the new title quite a while ago. It's been a few years now.
1: <laughs> uh, they won their first regatta. First time mm. first time they were sailing together was 2010. Exactly. Before Olympic Games Five years. in London. 2010. It was their first regatta together. They went to International Spring Cup, which was... Uh, huge big event in Europe which collect all world champions and Olympic medalists and they won it Mm. and after this like for most of them it was like a dream to sail together and uh, now one more dream became realities
0: and I'm sure a lot of the sailors think it's a dream to be able to be coached by you as well Victor
1: it's not only coached by me, we have very, very what I was very proud today that all these guys were in front of us, but the system which helped them to be the best is very solid, very professional, very we we said system produced champions. They are extremely talented, but now they're not only extremely talented, they are are champions. And the system also confirmed to Australian taxpayers that every dollar they spend into Australian sailing team will be converted to the gold.
0: That can't help but make everybody smile, I think, Victor. That sounds really good leading into Rio. So hopefully I get to catch up in between. Uh, now and then, with you, and also with the amazing athletes and um, and the support team as well. There were so many of them here today, which was fantastic to see. <laughs>
1: Thank you for following us. Thank you for being <laughs> part of our team for a long time, and we wish you success also in oh your very important job to make our sport, our sparkling sport, more visible.
0: Oh, you are amazing! Thank you, Victor. That's brilliant go there we go mr victor kovalenko what a sweetheart he has been my coach as well in the 470 and a number of other things absolute legend and definitely someone who has given a lot to sailing and the olympic games in particular so i thought he was a great interview to kick off this show as we look at tokyo 2020 and towards it and everything that's come up to this point it's It's amazing looking through my archives of everything that I've got. I actually made a few specials after the Rio Olympics of interviews that I'd done with Australian athletes all the way through that quad. So we call that four-year cycle a quad. And I've got interviews with Jason Waterhouse back at you know, the, the Youth America's Cup before he'd even started doing Olympic sailing and now he's a silver medalist and so on and so forth. It's, it's really incredible, actually. Now, the Olympic Games was also the theme for our trivia competition this week. The first question, what year did sailing officially become a part of the Olympic Games? It was A, 1896. Sailing didn't actually happen in the Olympics until 1900 even, and that was because in 1896 it was way too rough. And they couldn't actually get the sailing away. Now, when was sailing first a part of the Paralympic Games? The Paralympic Games, sadly, aren't going to include sailing in Tokyo 2020. So, this show, I am going to have a little bit of a look back at Paralympic sailing journeys as well. But quite poetically, sailing was first a part of the Paralympic Games in 1996, which was 100 years exactly after sailing was part of the Olympic Games in 1896. So I quite like that. And on that line, we're going to go to an interview that I did with the Paralympic sailing athletes at Sail Melbourne in 2014. You'll hear me refer to ISAF in a few of these interviews. It's pre-world sailing. Well, ISAF is world sailing, but the international sailing. Association Federation when it was you know that French name and now it's World Sailing so it's quite fun actually and here we go with some of our Australian sailing paralympic athletes all the way back in 2014 just post London Is it on? Yeah, it's on. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl at Sailing World Cup Melbourne with our Australian Paralympic sailors. Guys, how was how was the event? Yay.
2: Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Just running up after the World Championships last
0: year, it was good. Yeah, excellent. And Lisa, another win to add to your week, Dan. Feel yeah, good? Yeah,
3: it's really good to sail on Liesl's boat. We have like a... Really <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're doing all right. We had a good time and it's been really good weather and, yeah, awesome.
0: Awesome. And the Sonar guys over here, you are, you, you came good on, on last week's Paralympics. Gosh, you were, you were close in that world championship, hey? Come on.
4: That's right, we're very close, just one point, we but we're just so glad to uh, finally get over the line for this one and it's uh, so, so good to be here with
0: uh, so many other teams. Yeah. Buggy, yeah. how was your fortnight, shall we say? Once again, I let the team down. Oh. You? Oh. <laughs> Buggy, Buggy. <laughs> so it's starting to become a real trend. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Pressure.
4: Yeah, there is now, yeah, yeah, with these fine group of professionals to uh, try and sail up to their levels, always tough, but um, I'll get there.
0: We'll get there. Well, maybe your class is just really, really tough as well. Well everyone knows my class is much harder than these guys. Full of much better sailors, so uh, I've obviously got a
4: lot more work to do than these guys.
0: And what's next for everybody?
4: Rio. We all go to
3: Rio. So we've got a month training in Rio in January, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Training, learning the waters and the wind and all that stuff. So, yeah, we're all there and enjoying it.
0: That's good to see. You guys enjoy this sport more than most people that I know, and it is absolutely fantastic, Liesl. Oh, loving life! Merry Christmas! Woohoo! <laughs> Christmas! Awesome. Signing off from Sailing World Cup Melbourne with our awesome Aussie Paralympic sailors. Aren't they legends? Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 Woo. All
0: right, we're done. They are absolute legends. Love them so much. And it was fantastic to follow their journey. So that's 2014. We followed that journey all the way through to 2016. So a little bit later on in the show, we will see our chats with them post-Rio. Now, the next question in our trivia, importantly, was in what year did Australia first medal in sailing at an Olympic Games? It was B, 1956 in Melbourne. Now, these were the classes in Melbourne for the Olympic Games, from left to right, we have the fin, the 12-metre sharpie, the star, of course, which is only just left, the dragon, and the 5.5-metre, which we did win gold in. First medal was gold. I love that. Absolutely phenomenal. Yay! <laughs> so, the next question in the trivia was, which country has won the most Olympic sailing medals? See if you can answer this one at home. Was it A, France? B, Sweden, C, the United States, or D, Great Britain. It was C, the United States. So I thought I would show this interview that I did with McNay and Hughes, the 470 crew from the US, who went on to medal in Rio as well. And this is right at the start of their journey. This is at the 2015 World Cup in Weymouth. This is Nick Douglas Adventures with Sailor Girl in Weymouth with the winning 470 team, Stu and Dave. They sound like really Aussie names.
6: They could be Aussie <laughs> or could be as American as they come.
0: <laughs> now, awesome. Sure. No, you're not sure? No, a bit of sunshine here for the last day though and then you managed to take the win. How does it feel to, to win here on, on 2012 Olympic waters?
7: It's, uh, it feels awesome. It's a good return for both of us. We haven't yeah. been here since the Olympics three mm. years ago. And uh, it was a nice way to close it out, yeah. you know, on a, obviously a beautiful sunny day after a few less than sunny days and uh, <laughs> little cold days. But uh, mo- we're mostly happy about closing out the regatta for
6: yeah. the win.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic to see you guys take this win because, I mean, it's been um, a, a building to this point maybe. And...
6: Yeah, yeah, we've been knocking on the door for a while mm. and it's great when hard work pays off. We've been sailing a lot, racing with each other a lot, a lot in the 470, a lot of sailing in other classes also, Yeah. Uh, and it felt great to be able
7: to close out this regatta.
0: Excellent, excellent. So that's the secret, just lots of time on the water.
7: Absolutely, and as Stu said, the more we sail together, the, the more in tune we become with each other, and I, that's really the secret that we've seen um, the last few months, yeah. you know, kind of. You know, trying to put all the pieces together and realize them in one regatta is, yeah, is, no, that's is really great. what it's all about.
0: That's really positive, especially leading towards, I guess, a, a longer season uh, and, and lots of time in Rio, potentially.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're not going to be spending quite as much time in, in Rio this summer, mm. but we've already spent a lot and we will later. My my wife is pregnant Aww. and the baby is due at, at the end of, of July mm-hmm. and Dave has been a very accommodating teammate when it's come to my schedule as I'll be.
0: Well, you've got to be a family, right?
6: Ex- exactly. I <laughs> spend as much home. Exa- exactly. Exactly. I have multiple families in some ways, but I uh, always spend as much time at home as, mm. as possible. Um, but then I've loved the time we've spent in Rio and on the road racing as well.
0: well. That's absolutely brilliant. Well, it's great to chat with you guys here and hopefully I'll catch you down the line. But good luck with everything. Hopefully this is just the beginning for you
6: yeah yeah we abs- absolutely hope so. Yeah.
0: Well that, that'd be great to see. And, uh, and what's been your favorite bit about Weymouth besides the sunshine today?
7: <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, we we've had wonderful 470 conditions. Yesterday we had three races in, in breeze on conditions, and I, I think the entire fleet got back in regardless of finishes and everyone was excited about the about just having windy, good old 470 classic cold, breezy in your face weymouth
0: in your face love it in your face <laughs> uh thanks guys and All um right. and i'll see you soon <laughs> i actually find it really entertaining watching my old credits <laughs> it's so funny i'm jumping on bean bags and whatnot but Stu and dave they're absolute legends they've been named to go to tokyo in 2020 2021 they won the europeans a number of times last year they're you know, done so brilliantly. I'm just reading through their, their history now. But, yeah, they've got so much left. They're, they're just always going and going and going, and they never stop those two. They're fantastic, and, and they're family men as well. So who has won the most Olympic medals in sailing? The nation was the United States. The number of medals was the next question. They've won 60 medals in sailing. The US, fantastic. Now, which country has won the most gold olympic sailing medals a norway b great britain c spain or d the united states it was great britain and they are phenomenal sailors there we've seen over the past few years giles scott ben Ainsley, hannah mills who's been on this show before as well so here is my first ever interview with hannah mills one of my really good friends now and Saskia Clark and they had just won the gold in the 470 women for Great Britain that's 28 gold medals that Great Britain has won in sailing so here's my interview with Hannah and Saskia on their return to Weymouth their home club this is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl,
8: with the winning 470 female team. How's it for guys, Sass and Hannah Mills? Uh, it's great. It feels like it's been a long time coming. We haven't really won a big event since our World Championships in 2012, so uh, to finally come away, uh, having gone in in second and come away, having nailed it, is great.
0: Yeah, I think it must feel good when you go from second to first rather than the other way around. What do you
2: reckon? It's definitely the easier position to enter <laughs> the medal race in. Nothing to lose, well, except for third and fourth, but in terms of the winning, yeah, it's uh, certainly maybe mentally it's the easier position to go in yeah Yeah. and and i'm not sure if if you guys are home home here but does it feel nice to yeah nice to feel
0: nice to win in in home waters too hey
8: yeah because the last big event we had here was the games and obviously there's a real mix of emotions between winning a silver medal which was awesome (laughs) but you know we really felt that day that we lost a gold medal so it's a bit heartbreaking at the same time so it's uh and it's not the olympics uh but it's still a big event it's still a big deal
0: yeah, I guess this one then is, is something to prove to yourself as well. You know, coming back and and taking the gold here. I mean, home waters, building up towards the next Olympics. It's all positive.
2: Yeah, it's really positive. Um, you know, psychologically, it's, it's a great thing to get back on top of the podium for us. Uh, we kind of knew we were getting there and getting, closing the gap all the time. So uh, it's really cool that we finally, uh, finally put it all together. Yeah. So what, what is it about this event
0: that that's brought this win about? Do you think it's just
2: time?
8: Are you starting to peak at the right time or? Yeah, we took some time out after London, uh, which is what we wanted to do. We thought, you know, to, for our best chance to win in Rio, we need to have some time away. And then when we actually came back, we then got, had a bit of 6 months trouble with injury. Uh, and so then it sort of put us on the back foot all the time, we were just always trying to catch up. Um, and then finally, we've had a solid winter of training, no injuries, you know, fitness is getting back to where we want it to be, and improving all the time, and just time, racing.
0: Yeah, no, that always helps. It's time in the boat, time on the water, time together. I'm mean, back in the boat together what's what's next then what's what are you going to do to keep this positivity
2: happening it's awesome yeah we've got a lot in the pipeline that we're thinking about doing uh, over the next few months obviously we've got a big event in Rio the test event uh, the year before the Games, in the venue, same time of year. Uh, so that'll be a really cool event to go to and, and just to really see what it's about. And it's the closest we get to the actual Olympics in terms of preparation. So um, we'll be looking to really put our best foot forward there. Yeah, great.
0: And, and this this event, they've actually made it more like the Olympics as well. You know, smaller fleet sizes. What do you think about that? that...
8: I think the new World Cup... Um, format is a really you know, great thing for sailing and like, here in Weymouth it's taken another step up sort of with our athlete areas and the media and stuff and it all, it's all really good practice I think for us anyway because we have it so rarely that actually it's a bit of a shock suddenly when you yeah. get to the Olympics so to have events like this um, with a lot of media around, a bit more interest, it's, it's good It is good and it's awesome to see you guys so happy yeah. <laughs> hopefully that continues, we've only got another
0: year to go but uh, but I know there's a lot of people supporting you too so um, it'll be good. it'll be great to see what happens over the next year.
2: Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we've still got uh, Olympic selection trials, and you know, there's another British boat doing really, really well at the moment. And uh, it just keeps us on our toes. You know, we've got to keep pushing. We've got to keep trying to win, and uh, and that's sort of what we're aiming for. Yeah, no, that's great.
0: It's always good having those those partnerships. I
8: mean, a bit of a bit of rivalry never hurts anything, does it? It's really tricky because you know we are friends off the water and teammates. We're a British team. We all sort of want the British to do well, but ultimately only one of us gets that spot. So it it's a sort of tricky balance, but um, um you know when we do train together it's it's definitely produced great results because we're both fast boats.
0: Yeah, that's that's brilliant. and yeah, I'm just I'm really happy to see you. I saw you before you went on the water and you guys are even happier now. not that you're not happy people, but uh, good luck for the next year. and hopefully I'll get to interview you again because you'll just keep going well, hey. thanks very much it's it's great to see you. <laughs> no worries. Awesome, those brilliant ladies silver medalists in London. they went on to win gold in Rio two thousand and sixteen as well Hannah Mills and Saskia Clark, Hannah Mills is now also the current 470 World Champion with her new crew, Ellie. And, gosh, they've been doing some fantastic things with the big plastic pledge as well, which is a favourite charity of this show. So, lovely to see those guys. Now, the next question in the trivia, we're working our way through, what was the largest change between the classes for the 2016 and 2020 Olympic Games? Was it A, the NACRA 17 is now a mixed class? It was already a mixed class? The 470 is now a mixed class? No. But the 470 will be a mixed class for 2024 in Paris. The NACRA 17 is now foiling. See! The NACRA 17 is now foiling. It's been a foiling class since after the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. But it was the first time that we saw the mixed class leading into that event in the quad. So... What I thought we would do here, I've got so many interviews with Jason and Lisa, as I mentioned. So I've got one with them in Weymouth as well. I've also got one with uh, Pete and Blair. So they were the silver medalists out of Weymouth and then they won the World Cup event in Weymouth in 2015. So that was a really interesting interview. Maybe we should watch that one because I find that incredibly interesting because now they've won an America's Cup. Uh, They've gone on and done a Volvo each and come second and third in the last Volvo Ocean Race. They're now the defenders for the America's Cup. Oh, it's unbelievable, these two. Let's, let's look at this interview with Blair and, and Pete, Burling and Chuke, before they actually went on to win a gold medal. So in this interview, they've not won a gold medal, they've not won an America's Cup, and they've not done a Volvo. It's pretty amazing. This is Nick Douglas, Adventures of a Sailor Girl, with the two Kiwi Golden Boys. Uh, a great win here in Weymouth. How are you feeling?
9: Yeah, obviously stoked to uh, go out there and finish it off today. Uh, We had a bit of a slower start to the week and and then a day with no breeze and no racing. so uh, It was great to yesterday be able to put together four really good results and get a little bit of a lead and then to finish it off today.
0: Yeah, you you finished it off nicely too and I think Weymouth threw everything at you. Uh, It's it's thrown things at you before as well. Does it feel nice to come away with the the gold this time, Blair?
10: Yeah, it does. I mean, um, this week's been quite different condition-wise than what we had at the Olympics, which was was new for us. but yeah, to, to come back, and I guess it's uh, sort of firmly cemented, you know? We, we know, we've been going well lately, but to come back and stand on the top step here is really cool, um, obviously since we got silver in London uh, three years ago. So no, it's a, it's a good feeling.
0: Yeah, no, Definitely, with, uh, we're starting to get towards a year to go to the Games, but you guys have plenty of other stuff going on. It must be nice to start getting the momentum happening now.
9: Yeah, we think we've had the momentum going for a while now, but yeah, yeah. it's just,
0: oh, sorry, I don't mean to say that. <laughs>
9: no, it's, it's, yeah, great to keep it going, you know, and everyone else is pushing really hard as well yeah. and doing a lot of training, and yeah, we're obviously pretty busy with other things at the moment, so to keep, kind of keep on top of it and to keep pushing forward ourselves is really pleasing.
0: Yeah, is it, is it good, I mean, you guys are sailing the 49er, but you're also doing a lot of stuff with, with your AC, is it good that you're still sailing together on the, the AC campaign, does that always add to when you come back to this boat?
10: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is our main focus. So most of what we do in the day is is about towards rear next year. But with uh, Team New Zealand commitments now, and um, yeah, we we obviously work together there. And it's um, it's good that we've had that you know prior relationship. I think going in there and it sort of it adds to it adds to that. But um, you know, in the Team New Zealand environment, we're learning all the time. It's a new yeah. new thing for us. Whereas this is a sort of known, um, and we're just trying to you know chip away at the small things with Team New Zealand's a lot of rely on the.
0: Does it feel like you come home when you jump in the 49er? She, is she your, your favourite? <laughs> yeah,
9: it's, no, it's always pretty cool jumping back in it. I think the the one the 49er's got it, it's really, the racing's really tight, you know, it's um, really good, good fun racing yeah. and uh, really kind of hones your skills that are relatively similar to all the other high-performance boats and yeah. uh, it's something that, yes, I think stands us in pretty good stead when we uh, jump across with things like the Moth and the, yeah. the AC and other bits and pieces like that.
0: So. And you're not too shabby on the Moth, hey?
9: Oh, the moths as
0: well. pretty good. Oh. No. <laughs> awesome. So what you guys, what, have, what have you guys got coming up? I I don't really want to ask you because your list is probably longer than mine. Uh. I think I'm going to answer what they had coming up. They had a lot of America's Cup sailing, a lot of 49er sailing. Uh, in that interview as well, Pete had just won the Moth Worlds in Sorrento. So that was over 14-15. He won the Moth Worlds in Sorrento over a massive fleet. I was working that event as well. So yeah, unbelievable now. And then there's an interview that I have here as well with Nathan and Goobs. And so they won gold in Weymouth in 2012 and then silver in Rio. And we saw Pete and Blair win silver and then win gold in Rio. So there was a bit of a reverse there. So let's have a look at this interview post Rio with Nathan and Goobs, which is an interesting one, and we'll start to work our way through these. A bit of history in the making. This one's at Hamilton Island. I'm so sorry to everyone at Hamilton Island that race week won't be going ahead this year, but we'll be back bigger and better next year, hopefully.
1: This is Nick Douglas for
0: Adventures of a Sailor Girl. At Hamilton Island with two silver medalists, gold and now silver medalists. Nathan Goobs, how are you feeling?
10: Yeah really really excited to be back in Australia and um, it's good to get back and see all the friends and family and um, come up here to Hamilton Island where Race Week's going on. Great trip.
0: Yeah it is a great trip and but you guys you've had a jam-packed few months, few years balancing both the AC and the Olympic programs. You must be
5: exhausted. Yeah it's um, it's been a busy few years um, I think we both knew when we decided to take on doing both, it was going to be pretty full on, and I think we're both pretty exhausted right now after uh, you know one of the, the big events all being finished now, and um, you know, I guess we're just going to take a few weeks to try and recover and we'll get back into work pretty soon.
0: And, and that, I was just thinking about it too, you were also doing the Moth at the start of that, the both of you.
10: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Moth's one of those boats that's uh, just a lot of fun to sail, and it's, it's very relevant now that uh, the American Cup's in the and the foiling catamaroons, so... Good racing and good fun and relevant, so why not?
0: Yeah, everyone knew after you won the gold in London that you wanted to go again to, to try and see if you could back it up in Rio. Do you think you might go for a third time or do you feel like you've rounded out this journey together?
5: I think we'll, um, we'll finish off this AC campaign and, uh, and see where it leads us. I think um, you know, we're both pretty wise now that trying to do two at the same time is uh, almost impossible. And so um, we'll probably just see what happens at the end of the America's Cup, um, when the next one's going to be. And, um, you, know, we, you know, for me personally, I really enjoy doing the Cup. I know Goobs does as well. and I think we've kind of come to an agreement we won't do both at the same time. But uh, you just never know what's going to happen in sports. So I wouldn't rule out anything at the moment. But um, for sure, we're going to just enjoy just doing one thing at a time at the moment.
0: It's pretty amazing, actually, because there's two teams that have tried to take it on in the 49er class yourself and... Blair and Pete, who won gold, it, I think it does show though that doing two at once is incredibly difficult, but that you guys are, you know, the cream of the crop and at the peak.
10: Yeah, you can definitely do two. It's just how you manage it and and what your commitments are like with both. I think this time around, um, Peter and Blair were were very committed to the 49er program, and I think that was um, established early on in the Team New Zealand um, campaign. Um, and I think that. Uh, Nathan's in a in a, pivot, in a lead role with the sailing team manager, and um, me being very involved at the wing from early on. Our um, time was probably split up a little bit more towards the cup than the.
0: There you have both Nathan and Blair talking about, of course, their America's Cup going into San Francisco in two thousand thirteen. Then on to the Olympic Games in the 49er in 2016 where they won a silver, backing up their gold. And, of course, we had the interview prior to that with Pete Burling and Blair Chouk, who had a silver, were the defenders, uh, and went on to win the America's Cup in Bermuda in 2017 to back up their gold medal. Then they went on and did Matt Frey and Team Brunel in the Volvo Ocean Race. Holy moly! And now we've seen Nathan Outeridge take on the SailGP Japan team. Goobs is now racing with INEOS Team UK in both the SailGP and the America's Cup. So, you know, this is is just amazing looking at these sailors. But their journeys that have been focused around the Olympics are just incredible. And as they said there in that interview, it's quite interesting actually that Pete and Blair are always focused on their 49er. And there's been pictures coming out of New Zealand recently with Pete and Blair celebrating a year to go to Tokyo 2021 and actually out on their 49er. So it was amazing to watch them get back in the 49er after a year off at Traveille Princess Sevilla-Berosta in Parma last year and go from well down to working their way up to a podium finish. So they are very, very talented at the 49er, that's for sure. And I know that Nath also has family commitments and... And goobs as well. So it's just, as they said, where your focus lies. Absolutely amazing. So the previous question in the trivia was the NACRA 17 is now foiling. So Jason and Lisa, I've got so many interviews with them. I've got, and we always have props. It's quite funny, actually. Uh, so I thought we might have a look at their interview from that same sort of time period, which is at the end of their Olympic campaign. And here we go. This is at Hamilton Island as well. I got to catch up with all the Australians, which was really fun.
1: <laughs> this is Nick Douglas. From Adventures of a Sailor Girl
0: with Jace and Lisa. It's so good to see you guys here and with medals around your neck finally.
11: Yeah, it's uh, really cool to be up here in Hamo, and uh, we're pretty glad we've got something around our neck—that's for sure.
0: <laughs> it was a tough regatta. I mean, from the get-go, you guys were going into the Olympics as potential favourites. How was the pressure? I mean, it's nothing. You know, everyone says it's nothing like you can even imagine. How was it for you guys?
9: Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, the first two days we actually felt pretty relaxed and pretty in control yeah, yeah. of it. Um, and then halfway through, it got a little bit more tense. We had a few protests that we were involved with, and. Um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty obviously stressful, um, and, but know, the team was doing great, and that sort of lifted us, lifted us all. And then yeah, we executed a pretty good you know final race. So
11: yeah, it looks
0: looks like the Australian sailing team is such a tight knit unit. How much do you rely on each other during those weeks?
11: It was absolutely amazing, like, as you said, it's tight-knit, everyone was there supporting each other, knew what each other needed, and, you know, we were there with the highs and lows with everyone, and cheering, cheering everybody on every race, so I think it was really nice to be part of, and it's an amazing team, and, uh, um, yeah, really special.
0: Yeah, and you guys look really happy and I know that everyone was so happy to see you come home to Sydney because you didn't have too many family over there. How did it feel when you first saw everyone back here? I mean, I know you had your sister there and your partner, which is amazing. What about you, Lise, when you got home?
11: Um, Yeah, it was great. I heard mum screaming from the plane, so uh, good on her. I knew that was going to happen. So, yeah, no, it was really good um, to see them mum and dad and my brother and... Um, yeah, it was the Qantas Hangar was really special. That was uh, one of the highlights for me in terms of not the sailing. So yeah, that was that was really cool. And this uh, Hamo Parade, that was awesome to see all the cheering us on and telling us they were up watching our race at 3am. So yeah, really cool. And on that,
0: some great memories from Jason and Lisa there. If you've just joined us, we're looking back at the Olympics and a few Olympic journeys. Given that it should have been Tokyo 2020 this week, fingers crossed that we get to go ahead next year. And a shout-out to all of those Olympians and all of the support staff and all of the sponsors who put in so much to something that means so much to so many people. It's an incredible journey watching these people put their entire life towards races for little bits of metal, which mean the absolute world to them. And there's something inside them that just makes them keep going. And, And one who... Uh, definitely can't be discounted, especially for his medal race. It was absolutely phenomenal. And it was our ninth question in our trivia this week, who won gold in the Laser Men's class in Rio 2016? It was, of course, Tom Burton. So, I mean, we'll let him tell the story about what happened in the last race. Another catch-up that I did at Hamilton Island Race Week in 2016. This is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor. girl with our gold medalist tom burden has that settled in yet uh
12: you know i guess yes you know hearing it more and more is you know quite uh quite a feeling and you know very, very happy to kind of hear it uh whenever someone wants to say it
0: i have to say that everyone in australia and i think globally thought that medal race was the most awesome piece of sailing we've seen in a very long time
12: yeah pretty stoked you know get um, my own piece of you know great racing and and for me to you know be on the winning side of that is you know great um you know i'm hoping that you know it it can be out there for people to watch for for years to come
0: i think that um being in that situation and and match racing off the line involves so much courage what were you thinking in the moment when you were there i mean so many sailors want to be able to do that and that just shows that you're the olympic champion you are taking that risk
12: yeah, I just you know a lot of things were going through my mind. Um, you know, we had four minutes, uh, a little bit of pre-start, and, and I was under attack a little bit. But I, I didn't really want to attack until the last minute to uh, you know kind of keep the cards to myself. So um, you know, I, there was always going to be a, a little dig there from me. But you know, I didn't really expect it to come off, and um, especially you know get away and then put five boats between us. So uh, yeah. At the start of the week, I just wanted to be in a, in a medal chance to win, a go- to win the gold. Um, at the end, at the end, um, and you know, a, besides uh, Tonchi, I was the only guy that you know had a chance. So that was you know the first uh, goal, and then you know it all came together in the last race.
0: Yeah, unbelievable! I mean, at the start of the week, we, it was clearly apparent that consistency was going to be key. There were a lot of people with bad results, and you just seemed to keep knocking away not out their results, but consistent results.
12: Yeah, I had, uh, you know, probably, you know, the metal race has taken over a little bit, but throughout the week I had a few uh, hiccups. Um, in, in the first race I, I uh, had a bit of an incident on on the first upwind, so I did, uh, just to be safe, I did a 720 um, and was second last around the top. Wow. So, you know, I got back to 17th in that race, which still ended up being my drop, but that, you know, kind of held me, you know, a bit more safe throughout the week, knowing that I had a 17 as a fullback rather than a 40-something, and, uh and once people started getting deep results, then you know that was you know more more pleasing for me, knowing that you know 17th wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, sure. And you had that backup. I mean, it was quite surprising to the rest of the world that you know names like Nick Thompson, that we thought we might see, float to the top, Robert um uh, were struggling with the conditions. How tough was it out there?
12: Yeah, you know, pretty tough. Um, we had a range of conditions. From you know, we didn't really see much super light, but you know, medium to super strong winds, flat water to really wavy. So. We always knew we were going to get a range of conditions, and and you know you had to be a really good all-round sailor. And we knew that it was going to be a high-scoring event. You know, it was you just with the with the caliber of the fleet and, and everyone, um, you know, having their strengths and weaknesses in the different type of conditions. We knew that, you know, consistency was going to win, and and that really showed. You know, n- not winning a race, but uh, you know, winning the gold medal.
0: That's so amazing. Not many people get that opportunity to not win a race, but to go away with the championship win, and in this case, the medal. And uh, but, but that aside, I know there's been a bit of banter between yourself and Tom Slingsby, who won the gold medal at the previous Olympics. The laser squad, though, is so tight. I mean, two gold medals in a row, two different athletes. That's amazing.
12: Yeah, you know, it's always great to, you know, chat to Tom and and get some banter with him is awesome, you know, he's gone on to, you know, to extreme things that, you know, uh, above and beyond, you know, even a gold medal, some of the things that he's done, so, um, you know, it's awesome to be a part of his journey in 2012 and, and then also, you know, him be a part of helping me to you know win in 2016 along with you know the other up and coming squad guys yeah. with matt and, and all the other guys helping me and you know it's just such a strong squad and we pride ourselves on you know being being all good and, and and training hard together so it's you know it's not just for me it's for all the guys that come out every day with me
0: so that said we- humble as ever mr tom burton there gold medalist in 2016 and as he mentioned or as we mentioned Tom Slingsby was the gold medalist in 2012. He's gone on to win um, America's Cup in 2013. He's also the inaugural winner of the Sal GP, which unfortunately didn't go ahead this year, and the, the principal for the Australian team. He also is the current Moth World champion. So all of this overlaps. Tom Burton and Matt Wern then went head-to-head for the spot for Tokyo 2022. Oh Gosh, it gets confusing when you're like 20, 20, 20, 21. But it is Matt Wern, who he mentioned just then. Matt Wern was a training partner for him as well. And he has, at the moment, been selected for the Australian Sailing Team to go to Tokyo 2020. Mm -hmm. So unbelievable, that laser squad. Could we make it three in a row from the Australian Sailing Team? Incredible, incredible efforts there. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the show... I am in Shredbo. Hello from Treadbow. I have been a snow porter before. It's quite sad. But I am in Shredbo with my family. Lovely to be down here and away from everything for a little bit. But to finish off, speaking about being away from everything, the Paralympians, not a part of sailing anymore. Sailing is not a part of the Paralympics anymore. So I thought we'd finish up with a look back at the multitude of golds that the Australian sailing Paralympians won. Uh, I've tried to cover as many nations as I could today, of course we heard from Hannah Mills and Saskia Clark from the UK, Pete and Blair from New Zealand, Stu and Dave from the US and then we've had a few little Australians flown in there. Oh and of course Victor Kovalenko, he's Australian too but also has a little bit of flavour there. So here we go with a look back, we're at the Cruising Out Club of Australia in these interviews with the Paralympians celebrating their golds when they returned from Rio. This is... Pretty cool. Well, gold and silver. Look at this! Look at this! Fantastic.
4: Absolutely awesome event and uh, we're so stoked with the result.
0: And I think everyone at home is stoked for you but possibly none so much as this bloke who's been watching you guys for so many years have a crack at it.
5: Yeah, look, I am so proud of these guys. I knew they could do it. We came with a plan to Rio to win. We didn't have a plan to come second or third or fourth. We came to win and we did it. A dream has come true. Yep,
4: absolutely. Yep.
0: And, and Russell, a man, a few words. How, do, how does this? How does this feel? On do the boat. Feels <laughs>
4: brilliant. Feels really good.
0: Feels good. So. You, so you saved the words for the boat, hey?
4: Well, that's where it needed to be done. So, it's all done. That's right. Numbers up. Numbers down. Take the shift and that's it, get on with the, and
12: the job. Big picture guy here.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, look. Big, talking about big picture. Big
5: picture,
12: man. What a privilege it's been to sail with these two guys. Honestly, it has just been so much fun. And of course, when you're winning, it's so much funner. It
5: really
0: is. Funner up, all funner. I love uh, it.
4: More fun, more yeah. fun. And. And and to do it with uh, Grant leading the way on um, the coach boat, just awesome. Thanks yeah, Grant.
0: Awesome
5: guys. Love their work.
0: Yeah, no, it's so good. And I know that you guys as a collective unit, so we shall we call it the Australian Sonar Sailing Team, you've been trying for a few years. Oh we're getting a spin. Thanks Bo Outeridge, legendary videographer. He never stops working that guy. Anyway. You, you, you clearly have tried for so many years, I mean, does it taste that much sweeter knowing that it's the final one or do you just want to get it back in the Olympics now?
4: Uh, it would be good to see it come back, but yeah, final final games, certainly it's a great way to go out.
0: Yeah, and Russell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm,
4: I'm happy that it's, uh, we've got it forever, yeah. so yeah. if it comes back, great, but we're still happy about so
0: it. here's the question, would you, big fella, have a crack at it if it came back?
12: Oh no 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 no! Look, I'm, I
0: he's been hired I'm, by an America's I'm, Cup team, so it's all over. I tell
12: you, it's, it's on the cards. No, I I'll uh, I'll retire. I think it's time for someone
4: younger to come through and, and, and take my steps. No, we're going to come back with a Zimmer frame for this guy because we want him back on the boat. <laughs> yeah. We need the big picture guy
5: for sure. Now, yeah.
0: Usually at the end of an interview, I ask you guys what's next.
5: What's next? Uh, For me, it's just go home and keep working, I think, keep coaching, yeah. Uh,
12: Yeah, I haven't really thought too much about it, but I've got Ed Schultz back at Cronulla and I suppose I'll get some time to get back on that and uh, see how that goes, yeah.
4: I think it's going to be good to go home and actually uh, give back to uh, the the yacht club and the local sailing community, so I'm looking forward to um, going back and doing a bit of teaching and and helping other kids get out
0: there. So good.
4: I'm just going to go home and get uh, (laughs) cross-eyed.
0: get on the beers? <laughs> Why not? Speaking of that, Grant did mention to me that he was just about to have a beer when I started this interview. So cheers to you boys. Right. Well done. I, we're all so proud of you. Can't even explain it. Cheers.
4: Thanks, Nick. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks, thanks mate. So very much, awesome.
0: Thanks, Nick. <laughs> this is Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl at the Cruising Yacht Club of Australia with our back-to-back gold medal kids, Liesl and Dan and their amazing coach, the only back-to-back gold medals ever at the Paralympics. Liesl, you've got way too many under your belt. We don't really want to know about that. And you've been in the Scud 18 den too too long.
3: long. I've been there too long. Too
8: long.
0: Well, that's lucky that you get to retire with as many gold medals as you
3: are. I I don't think we can retire in a better shape than we have. So no, we're really proud of what we did. Um, Jeffrey here is, we've won a Worlds. We've been together 12 months. We've won a Worlds and a gold medal together. So that's pretty awesome. So no, we're happy with how how we've done. Move on into the sunset.
0: Happy, happy. Seems like an understatement, Lisa. What do you reckon? Happy, happy is an understatement. We've been <laughs> glowing. We've been basking. We've been loving every minute. So these little goldies actually sailing as a beautiful sport. In the ninth race, we had to come fourth. So somewhere there, in the middle of the fleet, we'd won the Paralympic Games. Oh it's a crazy sport. <laughs> oh my gosh, a crazy sport. And I mean, for you being the coach, watching on, heart in your mouth, and you probably knew at that moment that they had had you know, solidified this amazing gold medal. How, how are your feelings at that moment? Um,
3: yeah, pretty ecstatic to be honest, but um, it was more just kind of satisfaction for me. Um, after we'd had a tough European campaign earlier in the, um, in the year, a little bit apprehensive, I guess, at the Olympics.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey,
3: Hannah. Yeah, she's only one. Aww. That's I guess that thing about sailing, it's you have to live your life as well and yeah. When when we're in Europe we were having trouble sleeping. Hannah was only six months old and she wasn't oh sleeping properly and I couldn't concentrate on sailing. I didn't want to be there and it's just really tough. But I think a good thing about Jeff as a coach is very little headed and and I think in one of those races we got a bit the tide was over the, really strong and there's light winds and I was we're a bit confused about how we're gonna do this start sequence and what the program was and Jeff just got us, like we said, Jeff, just tell us what to do. Because <laughs> we just couldn't think any we were just thinking too much and he just kept it simple and we just nailed it, didn't we? Yeah.
8: Well,
3: and I mean, we won that race by like two minutes, two and a half minutes. By
0: two minutes. Yeah, so. Well clearly you have a, have a good good effect on these two and you're a part of the family too. I think it's,
3: <laughs> it's pretty easy working with these two, they're so level, like tough, tough people and very experienced, so it's, it's, an, it's pretty easy sometimes for me to do my job with these guys. So, that,
0: yeah. so, Phenomenal athletes and phenomenal journeys. Olympics, that's what we're celebrating today on our 20th week of Adventures Weekly. So great to have been with you all over lockdown, or well, all the way through lockdown. Not sure how much longer it will continue, but uh, everyone around the world, make sure you stay safe, make sure you wear a mask, and if you want to see any more interviews from Olympic Journeys or other sailing adventures, make sure you head to Adventures of a Sailing Girl on Facebook or on YouTube. A lot of these are on YouTube. I mean, I've got this brilliant one as well with, with Matt and Will and Victor. We might just have a quick little look at this one too. Or Yeah,
9: it's, I mean, it's really special. You know. Be able to, to be an Olympic medalist. Um, you know our goal was was to win. Um, you know we're, we were a little bit disappointed, but we're really proud of the campaign we put together and, and to win three World Championships and and medal in, in the other and and you know be an Olympic medalist. It's um, it's a pretty cool legacy that Australian 470s have, and that's um, largely from from this man. And uh, for me, it's just a privilege to start with Will. You know it's been an amazing four years, and I really really loved every minute of it.
0: Yeah, Will. Start and finish with a little bit of a message about how great Victor the Middlemaker is. They're definitely a big part of the Olympics. Matt uh, won a gold medal with Will uh, or with Will Ryan. He won a silver. With Mal Page, he won a gold in 2012. So an amazing legacy in the 470 here in Australia, but also around the world. Lovely to have had, as I mentioned earlier, all of those interviews with people. Oh, my gosh, I love all of the memories. I just think it's fantastic. Our sport is so fantastic. And that's one of the cool things, I think, with Adventures Weekly as well through lockdown has been able to revisit all of the history of sailing that we've been able to look at when there haven't been other events happening. Sometimes we do forget uh, everything that's happened. I myself have been looking back going, wow, look at all those adventures that I've covered in just six years of doing Adventures of a Sailor Girl full time. So it's very, very special. Now, as I mentioned, we're wrapping up. We will have another show next week i think it will be on saturday i'm skiing for the next week it's gonna be fun i'll be wearing my mask please wherever you are in the world wear a mask the research does show that it helps you and the people around you please maintain your social distance please wash your hands please remember that this virus does not discriminate please look after yourself so that we can adventure into the future together and have a fantastic 2020 one lovely to have seen you all a big thanks to pantani you see that they've been supporting this show for the last 20 weeks they uh, had the belief in me to know that i thought what i was doing was going to be a good idea (laughs) so anyways uh, great to have you with us again this week please make sure you share the show you might see on facebook now there's a little supporter button that's popping up if you would like to support adventures of a sailor girl i would really appreciate your help it's um, not so easy being able to do this especially during these times but if you aren't uh, willing to support me that's absolutely fine support somebody else in the entertainment or sport industry and help them out uh, be that buying a coffee or watching a live stream of a performance from opera australia or from the met or wherever it's it's a tough time for people who work around events and help to share Stories that try to help keep us happy and positive as well, which is really important at this time. Thank you again, everybody, for joining me. My name's Nick Douglas for Adventures of a Sailor Girl. It's my absolute pleasure to be here adventuring with you. Have a fantastic week.